How's it going, everyone? Welcome into the Sports Appeal Podcast. I'm your host, AJ Teal. As always, to my right, my co-host and my dad, Noel Teal. You're looking fresh. Thanks. You know, the cut is coming in. Uh, you're not looking too bad yourself. Um, we well, had a great... We, we are coming I, back from... We're, we're, we're a little sun-kissed, coming mm-hmm. back from a good weekend down south uh, for Mother's Day. Hopefully, everyone enjoyed uh, the a, a Mother's Day with their mother, of course. Yeah. I mean, it's the... Uh, the day to give back to your your, your birther. So I enjoyed our weekend. Birther. Um, and and now we uh, we start a new week here on the Sports Appeal, uh, talking right, more I, sports. I got a question for you. Yeah. So I'm going to get my hair cut tomorrow. Yeah. Do I do the high fade? You know, you just don't have enough hair for the high fade. Like you got to. Really? You already have the fade because it's kind of like it's it's you see how mine's like down. It's kind of the, the, the skin's showing like. Yeah. I don't know. You you might not have enough hair for the fade. You could try it. Go for it. I mean, it's not going to look. I don't think it'd look bad. Uh, go for the, the fade. Ask, ask your barber for the fade, and we'll see how it go, it, yeah. it, it it comes out. Listen, the beautiful thing about hair is it grows back. That's that's it's true. It can only be messed up for so long. Um, my barber, on the other hand, I mean, shout out. Uh, I don't even know if he listens. He probably doesn't. Uh, but shout out him because he's the best in Orlando. If anyone needs a a barber there strictly uh the strictly the illest um on instagram so nice. great great barber there um but we're here we're, we're we're back from vacation and now we're here to talk sports and on a incredible weekend of nba basketball and really um a unbelievable game seven performance is why mr jason tatum uh sits there on the uh on the lamppost here his jersey now two episodes in a row for two different reasons. Uh, we were calling for his Amber Alert uh, last yep. episode. Where is Jason Tatum? And now we're talking about the Celtics going back to the Eastern Conference Final. An unbelievable oh. Game 7 performance. One of the best we've ever seen um, in NBA history. So we'll talk about that. Also I getting think the jersey to should be the... Uh, I, think the, I think the jersey should be higher. Yeah, I mean, right? I, I, I... Yeah, I, I the, the lamppost only goes so high. But uh, you, you see it back there. You know it's back there. We'll we'll talk about the uh, the semifinal series and then we'll also get to the western and the eastern comments final preview those we'll turn to the nhl as well because the eastern comments final there is set and we have a game seven uh tonight between seattle and dallas but then the western comments final will also be set by tomorrow uh and the oilers go out sad once again and mcdavid still without a ring uh this it's is just getting concerning now with uh with mcdavid We'll get to yeah yeah it's 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 bad. We'll get to the NBA draft lottery that's coming up soon. John Moran is in trouble once again. Um, we have a lot to talk about. Still no intro music, so we're gonna get into it. Let's get into it. Let's run it. We'll hop right in. Uh, before we get to any of that though, um, your favorite segment of the show is returning. Uh, one minute of golf yes, in the teal. Um, it's going back. We have another big tournament this week in the PGA Championship. Uh, yes. what, what, what can you tell us about it as we get ready for, for another weekend of golf? The largest trophy in golf, the Wanamaker Trophy. I mean, this is one, you know, if you can win it, you know, great. It's being played in Rochester. It is, you need to be, you need to hit the ball a long way on this golf course. This golf course, right, is 7,394 yards, right? Just to give some wow. context. Me and AJ are going to play golf on Sunday. We will play from about 6,200. They're playing <laughs> from 1,100 no, more yards than we are. And that's the craziest thing just, just about golf, you know, since I've started play, just playing the sport in general. And we're teeing off from yep. the whites and the blues and whatever. And it's hard for us still to crack the hundreds. These guys are playing from yards and yards back farther than us. which makes it more which makes it just more impressive um that it already was well number one a when they hit the ball 320 yards and we hit the ball 220 yards that's one one reason it's a little different right and then when they take out their nine iron and hit it 200 yards and we hit it 110 that you know you just keep adding this up and you get there it's a little unfair but that just shows how good these guys are but Rochester, New York, upstate, over by Buffalo, the Oak Hill Country Club. It's beautiful. This golf course is awesome. Uh, I mean, the favorites are all going to be up there. John Rahm and Brooks Kepka and Scotty Scheffler and McElroy and Spieth and, you know, Victor Hovland. I mean, it's, it's a star-studded group. I cannot wait for the PGA Championship this weekend. 
Right. And John does John Rahm because he comes off that huge victory um, and it was the U.S. Open yep. or the, uh, yep. the the U.S. Yep. Open. US Open. Does he come in as the favorite to to win this one as well? I, I, you, you certainly if you're a betting man, you'd be foolish not to bet on him. He is right. playing so well. But like this past weekend, Jason Day and Scotty Scheffler, man, they, they tore up uh, uh, the, the, the Byron Nelson. So listen, yeah, it's and, game. It's golf, man. They're, they're all freaking right. good. And Jason Day, um, I believe he was. There were there were rumors about him maybe not returning to golf altogether, maybe taking a, a, a long extended break. And then he goes out and and performs great in that that tournament last week. And so maybe it's a a wave you want to kind of ride there as he gains some confidence. Um, I, Listen, my, golf is all my about boy Spieth. My boy Spieth has been playing really good golf. He just hasn't been able yes. to to get that that win anytime you know soon. So um, I hope he comes out and plays. Plays really a good. Safe bet is put J- is the bet that Speed finishes in the top ten to win it. Yeah. Mm, not so sure. I agree. Agree on that. So we have the PGA Championship this weekend. Um, we'll yep. we'll talk about and, and recap it next week when we have a winner there. Let's move on to uh, some other news in sports as we begin the week. How about the MLB and sort of a the movement of some teams and maybe a possible expansion uh, of some teams in the near future, because there's been a lot of talk about, uh, I think we talked about it last week with Orlando, our hometown, possibly getting an MLB team, um, whether that's the Tampa Bay Rays moving uh, because of their inability to build a new stadium, or if it's just the T- the MLB has always talked about expanding two more teams in Easton and West, like all these other major league sports have in uh in, in recent years um the orlando you know dreamers has been you know a a topic of discussion online even though it's a little you know maybe maybe you know down the line um there but the yeah. most you know put team that's getting put into place to move would be the oakland a's uh deal was finalized most recently that they are in fact going to move to las vegas a stadium is going to be built along the the strip area and then las vegas now is going to add another professional sports team, and it's just a good move overall. The A's are totally. are completely failing in uh, in Oakland. Yep. There, there's not enough uh, fan, you know, appreciation. They're they're not showing up, and there's the 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 team sucks. It's a bad bad situation all around, and they just need a whole change of scenery. You know, getting that move to the the to Las Vegas is definitely just going to help that franchise out um, a lot. A hundred percent. I I I'm totally for the movement of teams yeah. out of these crappy markets to a place where, I mean, think about it this way, right? I was just in Vegas. The The Vegas night ticket was impossible to come by, right? The yeah. Las Vegas Raiders sell out every game, right? And it's a mm-hmm. party. You put a baseball thing in the, there's nothing to do in the summer other than right. drink at a nightclub, right? You know, sweat your balls off or, mm-hmm. or go out and gamble. So why not go spend a couple hours at the baseball game, you know, and, right. and I think it's going to be great. Listen, I think that's awesome. I am completely and 100% opposed of Major League Baseball expanding more teams. And that includes Orlando, right? If Tampa Bay wants to move to Orlando, thumbs up, man. All good. This yeah, and, watered down product yeah. doesn't need two more teams with a bunch of minor league players. No, I, I agree. And watered down. I agree. Um, if you know, if if the Orlando, if this Orlando team is going to happen, I really do think it might have to come from Tampa moving Definitely. to Orlando. Um, it, it's it's a tough scenario because it the Tampa Bay Rays, unlike the Oakland A's, are in fact the best team in all of baseball. This isn't a a struggling franchise. They've been pretty good for the last several years. It's just that their yeah. stadium currently is the only major league stadium that's below um the you know whatever the codes and the, the regulations that a major league stadium has to be it's the only one and, and they can't seem to strike a deal to move the stadium to get it out of if anyone's been to that that stadium it's a hassle to get to it's out of the way st pete's not really in tampa you know there's been there, there's been all these talks about building a new one forever and, and it they just can't get it done you know whether it's the fighting over where it's going to be or they don't they don't want to pay for it you know it it's right. it doesn't look like it might ever get done so the rays might have no choice at the end of the day it may not happen this Agreed. year but down the line this could be something that actually comes uh into play but if you're a tampa bay ray and you mm-hmm. are leading the major leagues in win loss differential and you can't get seven thousand people to come to a baseball game to root you on 
Something's right. wrong. Right. right. Some, something's putting wrong. They're a quality product out there. Right. And, and, and the Rays have seen an uptick in, in uh, attendance this year, and they're not struggling as much with that. But there still is a problem with the state. The stadium is the biggest problem. It, you know, if they can't come to an agreement, there's only so many seasons you can continue to play under, you know, regulation or else, you know, the MLB sure. might have to just step in altogether and, and, and figure out a plan. Look, we, we've been to that stadium. It's a hole. Like, yeah, it, is it is a dog track. I mean, that yeah. place is terrible. I mean, compared <laughs> yeah, to the newer stadiums that people are building, it's terrible. Yeah. Right? It's and, and, you know, I mean, the food is good, but the stadium is terrible. I, it's they have a dome. It's, there's a catwalk. It, it's just a mess, and it's outdated, and, it, and there needs to be something new. And, and it, especially it has to be frustrating with a successful franchise and someone that's playing really good baseball and is trying to win a World Correct. Series this year, and they're, gonna, they're having to deal with this. You know, it's, it's something that they're going to have to get straightened out sooner enough. So we'll, we'll keep an eye on it. It's not something that's happening now. But the big part that we wanted right. to, you know, get across was the A's are, in fact, it's official. They're moving to Las Vegas. Sure. But you're a betting man. Would you put money that Tampa Bay is going to – Tampa Bay Rays will move out of Clearwater, St. Pete to Tampa, or they'll move to Orlando? I, as much as I want to be biased and say that they'll move to Orlando, I, I find it hard for that team – you know, that Tampa would let them move entirely out of, you know, that city. Yeah. So I, I feel like something would happen to where they, they stay in, in Tampa. Yeah. But, I mean, come on down. We'd welcome you. We'd, the, the, state, the rendering stadium looks awesome. I'd love to have a, yeah. another professional team here in, in Orlando there. So um, that, that's, that's the news in the MLB there. Um, we have the NBA besides the playoffs that we'll get to in a little bit. We have some news um, from there. We'll get into John Morant in a second. But. Today, at the time of this coming out, the NBA Draft Lottery is here, and this is the Victor Wembanyama sweepstakes. We've been waiting for this for over a year now. It's been all talk about who's going to get the number one pick to get this unicorn of a prospect, the 7475 French uh, phenom who has really just been all over the YouTube uh, highlight reels and, and all over Twitter and, and social media, just amazing our eyes with what might be the next best NBA prospect. And finally, we're at the at the lottery um, to see which of these teams is going to get the number one pick and a chance to draft him. You're going to be very, very proud of me. Okay. Mm -hmm. I actually today watched four minutes of Victor Wembayana's highlights. There you go. I wanted and, to and see you, again. Thoughts? <laughs> this guy is going to be <laughs> awesome. Come on, 7'5", awesome. seven, five, seven, right, five can, and plays seven. like a point guard. Okay, unbelievable handles for a 7'5 guy. Number two, right. his wingspan is over eight feet long. I mean, think Ridiculous. about that. I mean, he puts his one hand on the ground, he puts his other hand up in the air, and he's taller than he is now. Like, it's, I it's saw something. I was more, I mean, his, his offensive game is phenomenal. But his defense, right. his defensive game is stupid. He averages I mean, four, four or five blocks a game. Block shots when he's not even. He, wait, in the top league in France, at 19 years old, he leads the league in points, rebounds, and blocks. Yeah. It's just That's insane. It's insane. But it's you unreal. Know, you know and, that, and I didn't know this. Hold on. Mm. Did, did you know that he came for a two-game exhibition this year to play against uh, Ignite? you know, the G League yes. team, yes. and he scored yeah. 37 and 38 points in the two games. Yeah, and that was against Scoot Henderson, who's supposed to be the second Scoot Henderson. Uh, best player yeah. and best prospect in this draft, the best guard prospect in this draft, who also is an unbelievable player um, and will definitely be the number two pick, and whoever gets him will just be as lucky as, as getting number one in Webanyana. But to talk about the lottery um, as these teams that are at, here at the top, Detroit, the Rockets and the Spurs all have that 14% that that's new, that's that new rule that the NBA put in so that the bottom three teams all have that same percentage of getting the top pick. Then after that, the Hornets and the Blazers, four and five, the Magic are there at six with a 9% to get the number one pick there. Out of those six teams, which team needs Victor Wembanyama the most? Oh, there's no doubt it's the San Antonio Spurs. They have nothing. They need a franchise player. I mean, you've got Cade Cunningham and Jalen Ivey over in, you know, Detroit. You've got uh, Green and uh, 
Jabari Parker over in you know Houston. You've got players Smith, that will yeah. come into their own. Jabari Smith, sorry, uh, that will come into their own. You've got Paolo Bancaro on on Orlando. San Antonio has jack yeah. crap on that roster. One hundred percent. I mean, so San Antonio definitely really needs it, it the most. I mean, yeah, they 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 need a lot. I mean, Devin Vassell. Maybe Trey Jones. They got yeah. they got some young guys, but no star or any star potential players on that team. What, who I would want to see get this is the Portland Trailblazers. I would love to see Damian Lillard Ooh. have someone of Victor Wembanyama's caliber. He's never had a, a big that's as versatile as that. I mean, this this would be an un- unreal opportunity for Damian Lillard to stay in Portland like he's always wanted to, and finally get a real. Yep you know, player who, who really can develop alongside of him, they could be an insane duo over there in, in, in Portland. Yeah. I would love to see that. Um, but also, if the Orlando Magic happen to be the luckiest team on the planet, get the, the yeah. number one pick uh, back-to-back years, you can't tell me that Franz Wagner, Paolo Bancaro, and Victor Wembanyama would be the most insane trio of young stars that you'd have, you've ever seen. You, you might see a championship in the next 10 years. You, it's true though you know it, I'm just saying, it, it would hard, it, it'd be hard to believe it'll take, it'll take it it'd be hard to believe how those guys you know wouldn't be able to make some type of run or become a powerhouse in the east at some point in their careers i don't know when that would be but it's fun to think about as a magic fan i hope this is the last year that we're doing this i hope this is the last year that we're getting ready for nba lottery day because i'm as much as it's exciting, I hate it. I want to be in the yep. Western or the sorry, the Eastern Conference Final where the Celtics and the Heat are right. playing, um, yes. you know, soon. So I would love 100%. for them to get one banana. Do they need one banana? No. Uh, the the Magic need to go into this. Uh, I hope they don't fall anywhere past six. But uh, the you, Magic you, definitely don't you know need cool? one banana. I know. You know what's also cool about one banana? He's played mm-hmm. in every single game of their professional league this year for a seven foot five guy right who's not i mean it's like 240 pounds right and you think 240 that's great he's seven foot five i mean it's it's he's skinny right but for the fact that a big guy like that didn't spend one day with a hurt ankle a hurt foot or hurt back it's pretty impressive but and and that's and that's i think says something about his frame is that yeah he's he's skinny whatever but he's not chet holgram frail like he has no no he's he's not he's got a pretty decent frame for a for a big you know tall guy like that like yes he's he's not gonna be thrown around he he doesn't get thrown around easily No, he, and they're going to put ten to twenty pounds of muscle on him, and he's going to turn into Giannis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the, yeah, yep. there, there's no doubt in my mind that this guy, you know, is going to be an unreal special talent. And whoever mm-hmm. gets this number one pick, their franchise truly does change for the next, you know, ten fifteen years. Um, but he it, is we'll, a taller, we'll see... better shooting Giannis age. I mean, that's yeah. what he is. Mm-hmm. You know, he's and it's it's scary Giannis, because and he's going because be we've dominant. always said we've always said what happens to Giannis when he develops a consistent jump shot and three point shot. Then you get one of the scariest, you know, players, um, you know, uh, the, the way that he or how athletic he is and everything he can yep. do, you know, on the defensive side of the ball. So when Mignogna comes in with, you know, one of the high, highest, you know, touted prospects that we've ever seen, you know, maybe even since LeBron um, and, yep. and Zion, you know. So this is a big lottery uh, for these these teams at the bottom. They they desperately need this player. So we'll see what happens yep. with him and the, the lottery there um, before we get to the playoffs here. Um, the, the, the story of the weekend is John Morant and how he's back in the news again. After all the incident a couple months ago of the, the, the incidents with him and him showing the uh, uh, weapon or gun, if you will, at, at the club over in Denver, getting suspended for that, um, and then having to seek counseling and everything, and, and the Memphis Grizzlies season pretty much going to crap as they lost to the Lakers. Uh, in the in the first round there. After all that was said and done, John Morant went up and said, you know, at his post-game press conference that he's excited to learn from this opportunity and he understands the mistakes that he's made and and how he wants yep. to better himself and learn from these these childish mistakes. Then who would have thought? I mean, this this sounds straight out of a movie, the way that this is happening. Um, who would have thought less than two months later he comes back and in the offseason now his friend on it goes on Instagram live. Uh, I think they should just stop going live on Instagram. I think that would save, uh, you know, a lot, him a lot of issues um, shows him in the car. They're, they're rapping to a song and then ends up showing John Rand holding up uh, another pistol. Um, 
alongside him. Gets him in trouble. He gets suspended uh, from team activities, and now a lengthy suspension for the start of next season is incoming for, for John Morant. I have four words, and I'm so sorry to the youth that listen to our podcast. What the fuck, dude? Seriously. <laughs> like, what the hell, man? You're the biggest yeah. idiot on this planet. $194 million, a chance to be a perennial all-star, a guy who could have had a Hall of Fame career, a guy that literally came up not from the hood, but from like lived in Beverly Hills and went to like born, born in Beverly Hills, was raised in a good family at a full basketball court behind his house where yeah. he trained and trained every day. That this is someone that has put put their whole life and, and dedicated their whole life, you know, working towards becoming this great of a player, and now has become a great player and is, is allowing whoever he's surrounding himself and, and whatever situation he's putting him himself, being bad situation is now killing what could be, you know, this great career for a young guy. And, and what the way that I'm looking at it is, is I was, I was infuriated when I saw it because I, 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 we all love John Morant with John Morant. We love watching him. He's an unbelievable talent. You know, he's really just, just he's, he's made everybody a fan the way that he has performed so far in the league and, and with the Grizzlies. But I looked at, it, I was very disappointed. I was very mad um, because you know, this type of stuff, stuff really sets us off when people with, with this, you know, this type of privileged situation and, and he right. could have, he could have been, you know, he, he has everything, you know, set in front of him. He, he is, he is really, you know, on, on the, he was really on the road to, to making millions in, in his, you know, next contract, you know, we're talking brand sponsorships, all of this. And Super then max. Yep. Mm -hmm. just, just ridiculous, childish, you know, decisions once again from John Morant. And, it, and, it, and, and I, again, when I saw it at first, I was really disappointed in him, and I was I was really mad at him. And now I'm starting to look at it as I feel bad for John Morant because there's obviously something wrong. There's obviously something wrong with with him or or the or or his, you know what's going on, and and he needs help in all of this because there is something obviously wrong with 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 John Morant because or th this isn't just something that somebody you know somebody does after you make that first mistake, you don't do it again. AJ, he's going to have plenty of time to go get help because if he is not suspended, like I know I'm going to be like the old, you know, the old guy and he doesn't you know, like this crap. He should be suspended for the entire 2023-24 season. Don't get me wrong. I agree. I, I went on Twitter the other day and I said, John Morant really shouldn't be allowed to play in the NBA again. And I think that's a little extreme, but I really do mean that in the sense that the NBA – why should the NBA have to deal with this? This is a multi-billion-dollar company um, that that doesn't need a, a a one of their you know best players and one of the guys that that you know is is the you know uh, one of the faces yeah. right one of the faces of the league. Um, they don't need him going around flashing guns and and you know uh, being being vulgar with with you know music that isn't appropriate for the league's audience and stuff like. He's just not setting a good example, and and I'm I'm right. serious. The league doesn't need this, need this, and I know it's not going to happen. But John Moran, after that, I, I'm sitting here saying he shouldn't be allowed to play NBA basketball, you know, again. The, and I know that's the, not going to happen, and maybe that's extreme, no. but this is ridiculous how this happened again. The same situation. There's really no excuse for it. There's none. And how you you look at the NFL and they suspended Calvin Ridley for an entire year for betting on right. his team while he was out while he was hurt, right? This guy is going around branding a gun in public, right? We don't, like we don't have a big enough gun issue in this country, right? Mm -hmm. You are the guy that every kid looks up to. Right. That's, and that's that's and that's the thing. Exactly. Is, that's the role model pers persona you want to give off as a right. $194 million privileged NBA and, player. Give and again, this is this is also why I feel bad you know for for John Murray in this situation is is obviously again this wasn't his Instagram live this was his friends whoever he was with that was driving this car goes on Instagram live obviously no John Moran has this gun or this weapon in his hand and then goes to flash the camera on him so obviously this John Moran this isn't your friend this is someone that was out to you know right. to to obviously get you in some sort of trouble and and use you for something sure. so if I'm John Moran Get away from these people. Get away from these guys that are setting you up for failure because this is – you should have never been in this situation in the first place. 
You want to keep a gun? That's fine. Let's stop flashing it on Instagram. Let's let's John Moran needs to really learn and learn quick how to deal with the fame, how to deal with the money, because he's obviously struggling with it. Yeah. Well, guess what? I don't have any heart for someone no, I, I don't who, have... can't, who, who can't find who can't number one, find the help they need if they need it. Right. And I'm, and I'm, not, I'm saying I agree with you. He needs help. Number two, get away from the people who bring you down, right? And number three, take some lessons from your elder NBA statesmen who do everything the right way. I don't, right, I don't think yeah. it's that hard. It's not that hard. Yeah. I'm giving you $194 million to play a sport. I'm giving you a contract with Nike for a shoe that you're probably making more on the shoe than you are playing basketball. I don't have one ounce of remorse for this guy. I mean, it's a tough situation, you know, it, it's it there there is I'm not I'm not sitting here saying that he, you know, shouldn't be responsible for his actions and he most definitely should. Um, but there is I, I just couldn't believe my eyes when I saw the same thing happen in, in that short of a time. I, I couldn't believe my eyes. I really couldn't. No. So, right. You can pretty much get over anything once when it's twice in a month. And then you know, the other thing is, how fast has Nike got to pull his his yeah, I mean, I I feel like it's coming um, yeah. any any day now or any you know, and, and it's not just going to be Nike; it's going to be multiple different companies that he is you know signed with because yep. it's John Morant. Like he has probably a million brand deals and stuff, and just like the Kyrie situation we saw last year with his anti-Semitic remarks, you know, te- yep. you know, c- companies are going to start pulling away from John Morant too if. Uh, and we're going to see a suspension get handed out, and, and some are saying half the season at minimum for next year. So it, it's ha- it's half a season no matter what. But I want to see Adam Silver have some balls and ha- kick this guy out of the league for a year. We'll see. We'll uh-huh. see what he does eventually. But uh, definitely a, a a bad situation there for John Moran. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get to the teams that are left in the NBA playoffs. Um, that let's really do that. matter here. I want to get. Uh, we have a Western and an Eastern Conference final set, but it's first before we get to those, we need to backtrack um, a couple days from this weekend um, and how we got here. So we'll start with this Celtics 76ers series, and we have to go back to game six because we left on a note. We, 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 we released an episode right before game six happened, and we were sitting up here trying to predict what was going to happen over either just the next game or the next two games um, in this series. And I... I want to get up right off the bat. I've, I had 76ers to win in six from the beginning of the series, but getting on the playoffs, I really believe that this 76ers team, this was the year, this was the roster, this was the Embiid type player that they needed to finally beat the Celtics in the playoffs. And they get that game, that, that game five win and they go up three, two, and they have a chance at home to close it out. And I I said, they would, I said, they wouldn't, I believe that they would. And I went to watch that game, right? And I, I'm before we get to the game and break it down, obviously now we know that the Celtics won that game and, you know, it was an unbelievable final four minutes from Tatum. But again, I'll get to that in a second. I am sitting here today. The Celtics have won the series. Everyone knows that. I don't know how the 76ers lost that game six. I have no idea. They had every op- the second, opportunity. They did not they had show every, up in the second half. They had every opportunity there. It, it was it. The Celtics were shooting atrocious. Jason Tatum was two for 15 for the first 44 minutes of that game. They were given every opportunity to, 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 you know, if, if James Harden or Embiid just went on a little run, got that lead from the two points that it was for most of the game to six, seven, you know, try to get it to 10. We're talking about the 76ers in the Eastern Conference final, but it yep. was 44 minutes of this. I don't even know uh, alien version of Jason Tatum that we've seen for most of this series. Then at the 44-minute arc with four more four minutes left in a in a one-possession game, Jason Tatum found it. He found it right yep. away. Hits a yep. it's three threes in the matter of a minute, and the game went from Philly hanging on, leading for most of the game, to the Celtics ended up winning by 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 double digits because of Tatum absolutely overtaking in the uh, in in the, in that four, you know final four minutes. There, it was unbelievable. It was so impressive. To me, and and we haven't even got to Game Seven. What he did, um, it was impressive to me because of how much he'd been struggling. And did he shy away like sometimes we've seen Tatum done? No, he called he's for the, the ball. 
He called himself he had, the best player in the world. He called for the ball. He made it known that he is going to do whatever it takes to, to will this team to a win in a game seven. It was incredibly respectful. Um, put some respect on that man's name because, and, and again, this is why we've been overly critical about Jason Tatum. We've seen it before. This is Jason Tatum. This is the guy that we've all seen. The the Jason Tatum that went that was going two for twenty and and you know seven points in the first half. Like that is not the guy we've seen. And he was playing great defense. He was rebounding the ball. He was being a good teammate, whatever. But again, Jason Tatum is a scorer. He's one of the best in the league. He was a top five. Uh, he was top five in MVP voting this year. Like when you're that type of player and you're and you're and you are 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 regarded as that type of scorer and you're not scoring. That is why the the criticism and the you know everyone was just so uneasy with with Tatum. But that mixed with the game seven that we'll talk about in a second, unbelievable by Jason. One hundred percent. But let's flip it a second, okay? So much blame has to go on the 76ers, right? Yeah. You get of that course. game six at home. James Harden was god awful, awful. Yeah, I mean, except for games one and four, he was awful. Right? He was terrible. One five, he was offensively. He, you know, the games that he went for 40, you saw a Philadelphia team that obviously was much more efficient offensively with, with his, yep. you know, extra 30 points there. But, but the James, James Harden last couple games was yeah. taking terrible shots. He, he wasn't, the body language was off and, yeah. and it was bad. And, and you're seeing a lot of blame going towards Harden, you know, going I put towards a lot of blame the, on the Harden. bench. Hold on, hold on. Put, the, the, okay. right. the, the, it was going to Harden, the, the bench, the bench yeah. wasn't, didn't offer anything. Uh, Doc Rivers, which well, I agree nah. deserves a, does, deserves a lot of uh, blame as well. You know, this is becoming ridiculous that he seriously can't get to win a conference final and, and win a six game six or a game seven. It is ridiculous. He and can't make Tobias, adjustments and, and he can't, you know, do all these things. Tobias Harris was deserves some blame to the blame. In my opinion, if you're going to be the MVP, you're going to be the star of your team and you don't show up. The blame goes on you. And I'm sorry, Joel Embiid. The blame is on you. I, I I'm I'm sorry. You want to say he's there. hurt. You want to say this and that, whatever. Joel Embiid, he didn't play bad in this series, nope. but you're the MVP. You're the MVP. You're supposed to play to an MVP level every game in in this series. Guess what? Game six and game seven, he didn't play to an MVP level. And that's why they lost. Okay. Because because he Joel Embiid the whole year had been carrying this team, had just been a dominating force. And it was yep. it was Joel Embiid being a defensive force, either blocking or contesting a shot, getting out in transition. It would just fuel the team, you know, mm -hmm. offensively getting to the line 14, 15 times a game uh, for free throws, yep. just getting the other bigs in foul trouble, being aggressive. I didn't see that Embiid in these last couple games of this series. I did not see MVP Joel Embiid. It was incredibly disappointing to me because guess what? You saw Jason Tatum wake up eventually. You didn't right. see Joel Embiid play that well. Just... Let, let me respond to that, okay? I don't agree with you. I, I think Joel Embiid did the best that he could on a team that was a, oh, we obviously found out is overrated, overcoached, and with a team that couldn't get Joel Embiid in positions to be the dominant player he was. Harden could not dish the ball to, to Embiid in any spot. They didn't. They right. they double teamed Embiid. They left people open. PJ Tucker was left open all day long. Couldn't hit a shot. Mm -hmm. Tobias Harris was left open. They let him shoot from wherever he wanted to. The only player on this team that played well in this series was Maxi, right? Who Maxie should be the starting excellent. point guard? He really did. Yeah, he should be the starting point to, guard. He needs to be the starting point guard next year. That yes, that should be a no 100%. question. One hundred percent. And they should but again, turn around, but, get rid of Harding, and get J uh, Jalen Brown, and this team would be much better. But, this but was, again, I didn't blame this so much on but, Joel Embiid. But here's where I disagree with you on that. You're saying this team's overrated, Doc Rivers. I disagree with that. I think the 76ers team is really good. That's why I think this is such an impressive win by the Celtics because I don't think they just beat an overrated team. I think they beat a pretty damn good team in the 76ers. This was the best roster that the 76ers have had in all these years of them trying to make this run with Joel Embiid um, and whoever he's been surrounded about. So I think... It's I, I don't think that this team is overrated. I think this was a damn good team that was literally four minutes away from going to the Eastern Conference Final that couldn't put it together. They had no defensive answer for Jason Tatum. And when Doc Rivers couldn't make the adjustment to force someone else to beat them, which I can't believe he didn't start double-teaming Jason Tatum, you know, uh, forcing the ball out of his hands. When he couldn't do that, 
Yeah. Jason Tatum took over and it, and they had they had nobody to respond defensively defensively ga- to him. In game 7, it was sickening. I mean, first of all, it was sickening how on he was and he was so unbelievable. On, I mean, ridiculous. Again, but, we two hold on, know, before you get that, 2 yeah. weeks ago we saw Steph Curry go for 50 yeah. points in uh in game, in game, game seven. 7 was the first one ever. Jason Tatum a couple weeks later goes 51 in game 7, the most points ever. And and I think he could have had Speechless. more if he wanted it, you know, like uh, he had 50, 50 in three quarters, basically. Yeah. I mean, the amount of open threes, the amount of easy drives to the basket, the defense mm-hmm. for Philly, which was so good in the early part of the series, was non-existent. Yep. And 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 Harden, I I but this is why I blame Harden more than I blame Embiid, right? When Harden had his game going, everyone around him elevated their game the yeah, body language of Harden, the turnovers yeah. the bad play the lack of oomph i don't i can't think of a better right. word there was a lack of yeah. something from Harden last night it was just a and, lack of effort from Harden. Yeah, and it's not something that's that's it's not something we haven't seen before this is something we've it, seen from Harden, and it, it has been a common uh factor yes. of why he hasn't ac- exactly it, it, reached an nba finals yet it brought the whole team down the demeanor yeah. of this team in the third quarter when they were starting to get shellacked, it was like, yeah. it's over. We're done. It's over. Yeah. Why even bother? Right. And we'll talk a little about, about the Celtics when they face the Heat and we preview that. But When the, will uh, Doc be fired? I'm surprised it hasn't happened already. Right? It's kind How of what it I'm, it's kind of what I'm saying. Doc, Doc Rivers, and, and it, it really sucks because I, I am not sitting here saying this is Doc Rivers' fault. It's like, what? What exactly could have Doc Rivers done? Uh, he would, you know, like I, I think, I think the team not playing with what, like we've been talking about, the effort, Joel Embiid not playing MVP, James Harden playing awful in the last couple of games. Like, there's nothing Doc Rivers could have done to overcome that, to you overcome that. You, you could but, have double teamed Tatum the entire but, second half. Again, the combination with that and Doc Rivers' bad coaching just. Was a was a recipe for disaster in that game seven, to where Jason Tatum took over. Jalen Brown played really good as well, um, and again, Robert Williams slotting into that starting lineup. That is an example of a good coaching decision by the Celtics coach there. That that was a huge, a, a huge move for them to get bigger, to get size, to really limit Embiid's uh, rebounding ability down low. Yep. Excellent decision there. Uh, I think that's a huge reason of why they won the series. And then Hawk, Jason Hawk Tatum, fifty one points. Yeah, Horford played, really played good defense on, uh, defense on Embiid. You have to give him credit. And and Jason Tatum, 51 in Game 7, was, you know, a performance that, I mean, you could just tell how much stress and how much uh, just anxiety just was off Tatum's shoulders. And he really showed, man, th- this is this is why we believe Tatum, Jason Tatum is, is one of the best, you know, in the league right now. There, there were several times in the third quarter, and he outscored the entire Philadelphia 76ers in the yeah. third they quarter. They won a 30 to 3 run I know, in that good. third quarter. And, and, and the four or five threes that he hit, you knew it was going in the minute it left his hand, right? I mean, they were so pure. He, he was so on. It was lethal. It was mm-hmm. absolutely lethal. I, there are very few performances that I can remember in that big of a pressure situation where somebody came through and was that clutch, you know, right. I, good, good for him, man. He, he, he stepped up when they needed him most. Yeah. And, and it's just, it's, it's incredible how he really in the, in a moment where in a, in a franchise altering moment for the Celtics, we've been talking about how much money it's going to take for Jalen Brown and, and Jason yep. Tatum to be retained as Celtics. It's just not possible for that to happen yep. after the season. So they, this was a huge win, not, and it really doesn't matter about getting past this, this, this series. This is about winning an NBA championship. They were here last yep. year. They don't really care about winning this series, but they had to get to that next series because they're, they're they are really looking, you know, to win this whole thing good. this year. Um, yep. And now, you know, they get past that that rough patch of Tatum, and now I don't think you see that Tatum come back. I, I think he's going to find his groove. And the yep. Heat are, uh, I know they're a good defensive team, and Jimmy Butler will will do everything in his power to stop him. But this is uh, Jason Tatum that's going to come out for blood in in this Miami Could series, be. but. Before we get there, the Western Conference, um, the uh, Western Conference is set. We'll talk about Game 6, Suns-Nuggets, where that was pretty much a no contest there. The Nuggets ran away with it out the gate. This is now back-to-back years we've seen two elimination games from the Suns get absolutely blown out, and Devin Booker and and, uh, Kevin Durant at home 
get sent home to Cancun. They they um, were losing in a dominating by, win. They were losing by thirty at one point. I mean, and early, like Denver, what scored eighty one mm -hmm. points at halftime. I mean, yeah, it was dominating. Dominating. Let, let's start don't, with the don't, Nuggets. Don't, don't be screwing around, my Nuggets, man. Start with the Nuggets for a second. Show some respect. This, Show some respect, AJ. The uh, the Nuggets. There was a sound clip from from uh, Malone, the coach there. Um, he uh, he doesn't have a voice right now. He's been screaming so much. But they were down. They were up thirty, and then they the the Suns cut it to twenty three, and he was screaming at his team. Who do we think we are? We're not up by thirty. The game's not over. It's like keep your foot on the pedal. Like we're not doing this again. You know we we've been here before. They they look determined. They yes. they look unsatisfied. They they yeah. they are just they believe they have confidence in this team. They didn't get spooked by the Suns. You know in this series they never were. Even when they dropped two in a row and they tied the series, they they weren't spooked. They came back and they dominated two straight games and they mm -hmm. won the series. So. This Nuggets team is uh, – this Nuggets-Lakers series is going to be incredible. And I, we're, we're recording this video. I don't even know who I'm going to pick because I think that series is going to be unbelievable. But this Nuggets team, I'll tell you right now, is as determined as ever. And then when you look at the Suns side of it, this is now two disappointing years in a row after going to the finals and losing to Giannis there. And, and you just have to think that this Suns team is screwed. Did you agree with the firing money winners? I thought it was. I thought it was disgusting. I thought it was terrible. I I, th I thought it was worse than Budenholzer. I didn't agree with Budenholzer. I thought that was a little, especially after two years removed of winning a championship. I with an injured Giannis, I thought was ridiculous. Yep. This was even more ridiculous. Monty Williams, whoever gets him, is now getting a top coach in the NBA. Like that's yep. not even up for debate. This is a guy that has been an excellent coach um, in the professionals. Has only heard good things from the players that have played from him, and he was coaching the Suns and, and and playing great. Guess what? They had CP3 get hurt, losing their starting point guard. Um, they had yeah. their starting center out as well, even though Aiden wasn't playing great. And guess what? This roster, is garbage. They, they sold the soul for Kevin Durant, and it turned out to, to backfire on them. And yep. I don't think there's anything Monty Williams could have done. This was terrible roster construction. Yep. They, took, they, they, they took the chance on Kevin Durant. It paid off for a little until they met a team that was far better than far better than them as a, as a, as a full team. And two guys couldn't beat a full roster of, of a great nuggets team. That's as simple as it is. It had nothing to do with Monty Williams. Whoever gets Monty Williams gets an absolutely great coach. I disagree with the firing. I think the Suns now, uh, I, I don't care who, I mean, I shouldn't say I don't care who they get. Maybe they could do something in the, in the summer to maybe get another star and just completely go for the, the three stars and, and no team. But, this team is screwed. I don't know what's going to happen with Kevin Durant or Devin Booker. I assume that they'll both be there next year, but this team signed. looks yep. this mm -hmm. team looks completely screwed because they're going to have to deal Aiton. There's no way he's on this team next year. Right. There's no way Chris Paul is on this team, so yep. they're going to lose both those guys unless yep. they can replace those with 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 cap friendly, you know, good fits and and they actually construct a roster. I don't think Phoenix ever touches an NBA Finals. Uh, in this in this Devin Booker Duran era, and it's yep. that's scary to think about because they they seriously screwed up. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Look, the you could look right across the way in the Lakers, right? Brown and and uh, and LeBron, right? I mean, until they got help, until right. they got DeAndre Russell and Austin Reeves and you know the rest of the players to actually create a team where you could distribute the ball and get production from all areas. They were not playing well just with two stars. Mm -hmm. You can't have two stars yeah. and a bunch of scrubs. That doesn't yeah. work in the NBA. Mm -hmm. No, it doesn't. I love it. This it really team. doesn't. I'm sticking with my Denver pick. Sticking All with right. them. We'll talk about that series in a second, but we have to get to the other team that they're playing, which is the Lakers, who end, or maybe I shouldn't say end, maybe that's premature, but put a pause on the, the, late, the, the Warrior Golden State dynasty as it's been yeah. for almost a decade now. And, LeBron gets his revenge on Stephen Curry and, and ends the Warriors' hopes in six games. Uh, takeaways from this series from the Lakers, hmm. impressive. Yeah. Very impressive from the Lakers. The way that they went about this series, how good, really consistently good, LeBron James, you know, uh, Anthony Davis played really on both sides of the ball. Austin Reeves, man, has Austin just Reeves. been 
he just keeps impressing even more. We, we keep seeing different things from Austin Reeves. Like, he keeps showing us more and more of what's in this guy's bag. He's a special player. This is a yeah. really, really good third option on this Lakers team, not to mention D'Angelo Russell. I, again, I'll, right I'll say it. I'll say it over and over again. Was one of the best trades at the trade deadline, you know, we've I seen in years. Because that was the most head-scratching move on how they got rid of Russell Westbrook for D'Angelo Russell. It was it was yep. the most – I said it, I was like – I was like, yep. I don't think enough people are talking about this or paying attention because they just got D'Angelo Russell for Russell Westbrook. And it was just head-scratching because D'Angelo Russell is still a really good player, and he's the fourth option on this team when you look and at it. He has been – you really have to put it in perspective. I mean, D'Angelo Russell, we thought was done, right? I mean, we, when he was yeah, shipped but, out again, you know, we are like, right. okay, he just can't find his game. D'Angelo Russell, if you watch the games – it, there's an aggressiveness. There is a great touch on his shot right now. He yeah. looks like old D'Angelo Russell. When well, it's, he was it's incredible. You know, it, it really is. When you play with, uh, when you, you play, play with Rudy Gobert and Carl Anthony Towns, it's not as, as no. you don't, you don't play as great, but guess what? When you play with Anthony Davis and LeBron James, wow, D'Angelo Russell's playing better. I wonder why, you know, but it's just, it, it's just all about fitting the guys that he's playing with. I mean, LeBron James right now, I, he's, He's like it's incredible to say he's he's 39. underrated right now. 39. LeBron James 39. is underrated. He is playing for 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 a 39 year old past his prime is playing is having is probably one of the best you know players in this in this postseason so far. It's it's been unbelievable how he's been able to and he's not shooting threes. No. He's not getting to the line unbelievably. He's, he's just he's, making he's shots, but he's deferring the ball to the right person all the time. Yeah, he's, he's just, just making an, the right play. He's just him, him and and Nikola Jokic are just two of the best passers for big men I've ever seen in my entire life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just, and then they're it's, it's an, and it's it's they just the way that and it's it's really with LeBron the way he trusts in his teammates and and you know how he really just instills his confidence and you've seen it with Austin Reeves the LeBron James instilled his confidence in him. Look how he's playing, D'Angelo Russell. I'm sure he. You know, still believes in him, and look how he's playing. Just the whole team. Lonnie Walker, who, yeah. who we forgot about, was out for a month or two with like an injury, and comes back, and he's been a their best, you know, player off the bench. Laker, this Lakers team is scary. Is. But, you know, let let's right. talk about now going into the Western Conference Final, which starts today at the time that this goes out against the Nuggets. This is a star-studded Western Conference Final. Yep. I am. I'm torn right now i really am torn because i respect the hell out of the both these teams both these teams can win an nba championship it sucks that they have to play each other yeah no 100 you know, i mean are you more excited to watch Jokic against anthony davis right i mean just mm-hmm. that or you know you know jamal murray against d'angelo russell i mean there's right. or, or, or maybe even lebron right i mean just there's going to be so many great matchups and to see what the coaches do to figure out who should be guarding who but there's mismatches mm-hmm. all over the damn place, you know, and yep. and right now, you know, the way that that Jamal Murray's playing, I mean, I, nobody talks about this guy. I, he's yeah. the best point guard left in the. I, I, he really is the best point guard left in the tournament, you know. Mm-hmm. And and when you have those two guys, and, and you're getting, and you know, you're getting, you know, 50, 60 points a game right. from those two, it, yeah. it's 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 pretty hard to beat. I have been going back and forth on this series all day because both teams are extremely good at home. So you, it's one of those series where it's like whoever wins, you know, that first road game, you know, really has the advantage in this series. But I personally see this series going as I don't think any of these teams are going to win a road game. This could easily be a 2-0 series that goes 2-2 and then finds its way 3-3 to a game seven really quick. And we could see a lot that's of good, that's gonna good be close games. And I, I understand game seven will be in Denver. And, and I think that this home court advantage is, is a big factor in, sure. in this. And, and the Denver Nuggets, they started 2-0 against Phoenix, and then they just couldn't get that third win on the road. Did you Denver, see how gassed Phoenix was in game six or game five? Gassed. Yeah. You know, that mile yeah. high is no joke, right? It is, it is, the altitude does affect you. Yeah. I don't uh, – trust me, I don't want to bet against – this LeBron and this Anthony Davis, the way they're playing right now. But we also know that they're not the most durable players either. And we're now in the Western Conference Final. We've now played a lot of games 
coming up to that they played a lot of minutes so you can yep. only think and now i'm not you know you know just thinking there's going to be an injury to one of these guys but you know it's not just injury like you said the suns were visibly gassed in the fifth game the nuggets are a very conditioned team they play fast they like to play fast mm -hmm. um lakers you know they can play at different speeds too but they're more of they want to sit up the half court um and and take yep. some time off the shot clock there i think the nuggets are like i said earlier too determined i think they're too confident and I just don't think this is a year where they're going to go in. I don't think Jokic is spooked at all. I just think he's determined. And I think this team, on, I still come think, to my side. Come to my I side. still think that this starting lineup is the best in, uh, in, in left in this whole entire uh, uh, playoffs. Um, yep. and, I, and I think the Nuggets are going to win this. I'll take them in seven. Let's go. Me too. It will not be easy, though. It will no. not be easy. This Lakers team has impressed me. Uh, yep. A ton. It will not be easy to beat the King there, but that's that's who I will take. I'll take the Nuggets in seven. Let's get five overtime games just for fun. Yeah, I'm here for it. I want to see some good games because this there there's been a ton of good games in the, in the NBA playoffs. I'm so much far. more excited about watching the Western Conference Final than I am watching the Eastern Conference Final. Yeah. So the East is is Heat Celtics. It feels like it's just again, you know, the Heat have have, have wowed us once again, and the eighth seed has gotten to the Eastern Conference Final third year in the last four that they've been here they've only advanced to the finals once which was in the bubble and they lost the lakers of yep. course there so they're still you know this heat team has has been there for the last couple of years they're they are now looking to crack through and get to another finals appearance here but they they run into a celtics team that i'm afraid has turned it on at the right time and we yep. saw the last two games or should i say the last four minutes of game six in a, in a incredible game seven performance by jason tatum and I, I think that that game seven, I, I don't think it's, it's insane to say that this game seven can propel a team like the Celtics to now, you know, instill the confidence in them that they can win this whole thing. And yeah. they, and, and, and playing a heat team that again, I will say is no joke. This isn't just the Celtics are going to roll over and, and, and book them to the finals. Like there's a reason the heat are here and how well defensively them, they've played and Jimmy Butler in that Knicks series. He wasn't even the best player. I, I thought I, I thought the way um, that Caleb Martin was playing, uh, Gabe Vincent shooting the ball great. Um, we, we haven't even talked about how well uh, Duncan Robinson, like randomly coming in off the bench, you know, has given this team a spark. And then really the most respect, I think, goes to Max Struess and how well he's played, shooting the ball magnificent. Um, even Bam out of bio, I'll give him his credit, has played good uh, that's what I was defensively. I was waiting for you to come um, around. Yeah, I mean, you have to give credit where credit's due. I, yeah, I think totally. Mitchell Robinson's a great defensive big man, and he really, you know, didn't have any impact on on Bam's game. Here's why I really like the Celtics in this series, and it's not just because of recency bias and and the way that Tatum just woke up, right? But I think that nobody gives the other guy that I think is the best player in the playoffs that nobody talks about and nobody gives any respect is Marcus Smart, right? This is a guy who. Clutch shot after clutch shot, lockdown defense, mm -hmm. gives throws his body everywhere. I just love him, right? I think Robert Williams and Al Harford are going to eat Bama Bayo up, right? I really yeah. think they can neutralize him. And I think just defensively at the wing level, right, with Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart and Grant Williams, I just think the shooters aren't going to have a lot of open threes that they had against the Knicks. Yeah. Look, look at this Celtics team. I think a really important thing to look at the Celtics team, look at how this this past series went with the 76ers. We acknowledge the fact that their best player, Jason Tatum, up until four minutes left in game six, was not playing his best and, and was going was going, you know, hidden and, and was was wasn't scoring in the first half, wasn't scoring overall, wasn't shooting a high percentage. But guess what? They still they still were in the series. They were never more than a game down in that yeah. series. So what does that tell you? That the rest of the team picked up the slack when they needed oh. to Jalen Brown has been playing great. Like you said, Marcus smart deserve, deserves a lot of credit. Malcolm Brogdon off the bench has been playing big minutes for this team because of his offensive game there. Uh, again, Robert Williams slotting into that starting lineup has I, he, I will always say it. He is the X factor for this team. He, mm -hmm. when he shows up and he's that lob threat and he gets offensive rebounds um, and then, and then is also a rim protector, uh, you know, on defense, like he offers a whole, new uh you know just role for this team and and i yep. think that that is is what what makes boston such a special team and why um i think they're going to win this series that i is that tatum now 
let, let's let's think Tatum gets back on track and he and he plays the way that he played in that game seven and then starts shooting yeah. the ball um consistently more. Like I just think it's too much for the Heat to handle unless Way we see much. Jimmy Butler uh, play the best series of his life. Um, I think that's such going to take this. I'll take them in six because I still do think the Heat at home, again, are such a great team. And, and we're, that's a common theme of all the teams left is they are great at home. They, the the yeah. crowd, they feed off the crowd's energy, sure. and, 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 uh, and that's huge. But I'm, we could I'm see Tyler play. Hero maybe mm. make a return. I don't know if that, that impacts – it that well i know it was his shooting hand so yeah. i don't think he comes back games one two but maybe like the latter half of the series if the heater are, are still hanging around we could see tyler want, hero maybe but do you want tyler hero with a half broken hand or a, a recovered broken hand compared to the way duncan robinson and and uh, mm-hmm. uh what's his name are shooting you know Shrews, so, yeah truth so look at the end of the day i think it's gonna end in five i'll give the jimmy mm-hmm. butler effect one game right at home oh. They'll, they'll, they'll pick it up in game like four and eliminate, you know, not get swept. I, I think Boston's going to, I think this is going to be a much easier series for Boston than we've right. seen and, in the Eastern and we'll, Conference run. And we're really going to see if, if this Heat, you know, team just had an easy road here or if they can compete because we understand that, you know, them playing a hurt Bucks team and, and the yeah. Knicks, you know, th- this, the Celtics aren't those teams that that's not what they're playing. So, this is their hardest test yet. That's not even a question. But we're going to see, is this team for real? You know, has this team been playing good basketball? Or, or are they not really ready for, for this type of team um, well, that, that they're about to play? Boston-Denver. Book it. I'll take Boston in six. I'll take Denver in seven. And I agree. I think Boston and Denver meet um, for what could be a, a really great NBA yep. Finals there. But, again, do not count that Lakers team out. And I, I oh, again, sure. I, will, I will root to be right, but I am afraid of coming back here. We could see a LeBron Anthony Davis takeover, and and it, you know, it. Yeah, no, we've seen no LeBron doubt. do unspeakable no things, uh, he, unbelievable things. So they're still phenomenal players. We will, uh, we'll see. We'll we'll come back at the end of the week, and we'll have a couple yeah. games down in each series, and and we'll talk about it then. But before we end off here, the NHL series um that are that are over we had the golden knights end another disappointing year for mr mcdavid and company in edmonton and a, the the rumors are swirling once again of Mc, mcdavid mcjesus and then when it will be time for him to get out of there because man this th- this was a year that that everyone thought this was the team and the golden knights man they uh the, the, the Golden Knights do it again. Third, third uh, Western Conference final in four years of being a team. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I mean, and when you look at this roster, take away, you know, Mark Stone and Jack Eichel, right? I mean, Jonathan mm-hmm. Marchessault, who we haven't heard his name in months, goes and scores yeah. a natural hat trick in the second period. They scored, what was it, five goals last night on 17 shots, right? Yeah. The, the Oilers had 50 shots or something like yeah. uh, insane. I, I mean, and, you, you just can't make this crap up. And I'm afraid to tell Oiler fans that unless you decide to invest in a real goaltender, it's not David will not be on this team much longer. Uh, that's that's the it, that's the sad reality. Is it goaltender or is it defense? It's goaltender, and I'll is tell it, you why it's goaltender because yeah. this has gone on too long for this Oilers team. We've seen the same team with the same players, the same star talent for at least three seasons now. Um, and every year it's gotten even better for the Oilers. One thing that hasn't gotten better is the goaltending. It's a different average guy at best every year. This year it was Stuart Skinner or whatever, who was an average goalie at best. And in a game six that you need a win, you allow five goals. And unfortunately, in the in the NHL playoffs, you can't rely on scoring six seven every every game. Even though McDavid and Drysaddle can do that for you, yeah. in a game six, the Golden Knights obviously know how to win. They've been one of the most winning fran- uh, franchises the last couple of years. Like th- th- this is a a team that really needs to look and say we need to invest. Yeah, maybe the defense too, but goaltender, go out and get somebody, man. Because I'm telling you. It may not be this year. It may not be next, but we're going to see McDavid play on another team uh, by the end that this, you know, this decade is over unless, unless the Oilers find a way to, to start winning the playoffs. Hey, Gretzky came to the Rangers. We will gladly allow McDavid uh, to follow suit. 
I'd take him, I guess, <laughs> you know, if he was given, you of know, course. but, I, but let's just talk about Vegas for one second. Like you just said, like yeah. I, they won with a goaltender. I have never heard of his yeah, name was I mean, Aiden uh, Hill, A-D-I-N Hill, but, but Aiden Hill, Again, you could say you didn't know him, and I'm not going to say I'm familiar with him. But look at look how he how he's been playing this season, and then in this series, like he's been playing amazing, but really all like season a, for for he, the Golden Knights. He played 23 games. Okay, it's, this is not like you know, like oh my god, he was like the number one goaltender. This is like Akira Schmidt for the Devils coming in and just you know wiping up the Rangers. I right. I I just find it unbelievable that yeah, I, I still cannot get my head around that the Edmonton Oilers are out of this playoffs. I think it's the even Boston, more crazy. The Boston Bruins, the Rangers, and the and the uh, what should we call it? And the Edmonton Oilers. It's just mind boggling. I think it's more crazy that we could see an Easter or West Rounds final. That's the two expansion teams that the Kraken win, but that game's going mm-hmm. on as we speak. In the East, we have the Easter Conference final that we've we've been thinking we've been having for a week now, and it's now uh, put into place. It will be Panthers versus Carol- the Carolina Hurricanes. The Panthers. Uh, the or I should say the Maple Leafs comeback falls short. The Panthers win in overtime of Game Five. A disappointing end of the Maple Leafs, but again, you know I don't think that they have the team to win a Stanley Cup. I think there's a lot of holes on that team, and and it was shown, it was exposed, much like the Rangers in their series, that maybe those stars maybe aren't worth all the hype, even though it may be a sad reality. You know, Austin Matthews didn't show up. How about John Tavares? Where was he in this series? I'm not sure. Mitch Mardner is like the yeah. third highest paid player in the league. I, I don't. I haven't heard Mitch Marner's name in in, in a long time. So the Maple Leafs have a lot of, of thinking. Yeah, a lot. They have a lot of thinking to do as as this team. They broke the curse of the first round, but then go down in five to a Panthers team that was the A seed. But again, this Panthers team is hot and they've been playing great. Carolina, on the other hand, uh, this was. This was a year that no one questioned that this team hasn't been here before and they have the experience, but they lost a lot of guys. You know, they have been hit by the injury bug and still got to this point uh, through all of that, which is really impressive on their end. I mean, mean, for you to lose three of your four best players and you're in the Mm -hmm. Eastern Conference Finals, I mean, they lost Vesnikov, they lost Pacioretty, and they lost Tara Vinen. That's, I mean, literally, I think that's about 25% of their scoring, yep. right? But I mean, I, yeah. you're, you're left with Sebastian Ajo and a bunch of nobodies, right? I mean, right. the fact that they're here is un, is great coaching. Great, great coaching. coaching, great scheme, really good goaltending by Frederick Anderson there. My yeah. biggest thing for the Hurricanes, and it's a lot like the Heat that we just talked about. They played the Islanders. I, I thought the Islanders sucked. I didn't think that that was going to be a challenge at all. It wasn't. They then got the gift of playing the Devils, who, yes, I know whatever salty about them being us, but I didn't think they'd have a problem with them at all. Um, They didn't. Um, And now this Florida Panther team, this is not like those teams. This team is playing at a unreal kind of pace right now. They are are just confident. They're playing together. They are just in sync, um, it feels like. And Sergei Bobrovsky is back to prime Sergei Bobrovsky, who we haven't seen in years. That's right. And, you know, a vicious defense, right, with Gudis and, and a couple other, you know, you know, big, yeah. big boys. Barkov's the back there. You know, or Ekblad. Barkov, right. Sasha, Sasha, yep, Ekblad. So, you know, there, but you look at this team, and this team goes as, what's, as, uh, what's called goes, Kachuk, Matthew Kachuk. Yeah. He mm-hmm. is by far the most underrated player in the NHL. He is a yeah. absolute beast. He's a stud. And you're getting such good production from people that you just never imagined, you know, Connor Verhage and, you know, some of the guys that, that they're getting, Hagee. you know, scoring from Montour, right? I mean, yeah. Yeah, it's, like, it's unreal. Like just, it's incredible what Florida's doing, you know, and, yep. you know, good for them, man. I just, they're a fun team to watch. They they skate hard. They, they, they press. They forecheck. They hit you. They have great skill. I like this team a lot. I think they're going to beat Carolina. I I agree. I think they are. I think this team's too hot. I, I think this is like the Ranger team we saw last year where they got hot, but they don't. Thank God they don't have to play the Tampa Bay Lightning and and that team. I I think Carolina's uh, you know injuries are going to catch up to them in this series. And when the Panthers show that their speed and their talent 
Um, I, I think the Panthers are going to win this in six games. Um, I think that they will meet in the Western Conference. This Golden Knights team, I don't care who they have to play, Dallas or uh, the Kraken there. I think this Golden Knights team just knows how to win too well. Um, I think we see a Florida Panthers-Golden Knights finale. Um, can, and that's that's my Stanley Cup just, prediction. Can we, just spend, can we just spend one minute on the Seattle Kraken? The yeah. fact and they're, that uh, they're in a game team, seven right now that's 0-0, zero, zero, but we won't know until this yeah. is obviously but over there. I, I, I have been so impressed in this. I, I thought they were done. I thought Dallas would take care of them in game six, you know, and they came out and scored six goals and, and chased Jake, Jake Ottinger, right? I mean, right. it's just they're getting production from so many people. This is a team in the playoffs that 15 players on the roster have scored a goal. Yeah. I'm not sure six people on the Rangers scored a goal. You know, like, <laughs> no, that's I mean, crazy. It's, it's just incredible. Talk about a team effort. I mean, they, they are just playing un, unreal as a team right now. They're getting, you know, a contribution from everybody. Um, and in, a, in a series where they thought Dallas would roll over them, this is now a game seven. They could very well win this game. Oh, 100%. And, you know, I mean, for, you know, for, for when, 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 when McCann went down, I thought they were done. I mean, that was their only 40-goal scorer. And right. Philip Grubauer is playing out of his mind in goal. The team is playing great. Jordan Eberle is a great leader. Th this team is just shocking me. Um, you know, I, I just – I'm really impressed, and, and I hope they win. I would love to see right. Seattle So your, your, your uh, predictions for the conference final there, I took the Panthers in six, and I took the Golden Knights in five for whoever they play. I'm I'm taking the Panthers in seven because I think it's very hard to play in Carolina. That that they it just is, play yeah. very well at home. I, I'm going to say it goes to a game seven, um, and then the cardiac kids over in uh, Florida are going to win on the road, like they've done in Boston, like they've done in Toronto. And then I'm going to say I agree with you. I don't see any way that anybody beats Vegas right now the way that they're playing, um, yep. and the way that, the way that this team is just. It, it's it's playing on all slaughters. I say that whoever they play, Dallas or Seattle, Vegas will win in five. And this could be the year, you know. I know the expansion year. They it was Ovechkin's year. He kind of put a a, a, a pin in in the Golden Knights, you know, story yep. or a, a Fairyland kind of storyline there. But this could be the year that that the Golden Knights come in with uh, uh with a championship. So. We'll keep it updated. Yep. We'll, we'll come back at the end of the week. Um, we'll have, hopefully have some some game ones or maybe some game twos done with the conference final and keep you updated as well. Orlando Magic, go. I'm I'm feeling a little lucky maybe. When Benyatta at Orlando, let's let's keep the vibes. Keep the vibes.